Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 10th, 2022. I'm in a hotel because uh, I was at an event last night, and this morning I'm excited because tonight I'm going to be at a men's conference. Uh, so I Church Victory Christian Ministries International is having our men's conference tonight and tomorrow. Uh, it's, you're, it's not too late if you want to participate. You're a man, you want to go to vcmi.org, and you're going to see events. And uh, if you want to sign up, you can join virtually, or you can even come in person. Uh, is being held in Suitland, Maryland. So let's get into the word for this morning. We, we're in a series about God's grace in our faith. And uh, I tell you what, the grace of God is on us. And because of God's grace, we can do all things. There's nothing we can't do. I, when you listen to me and I talk about the grace of God, well, I talk about the grace of God for five minutes and you're going to feel like you could leap a tall building with a single bound. Glory to God. Listen, there's nothing you can't do. Because there's nothing God can't do, and God lives in you. But you got to have the faith. So it, God has the grace. He's already provided it. You have to provide the faith. Today, I'm going to talk about soaring in life. This is God's grace and our faith, part 33, soaring in life by the grace of God. Soaring in life by the grace of God. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's get into the word. We've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, and then another scripture from Galatians, and we've been walking our way through Galatians. Yesterday, we looked at Galatians 5 and 18 from four translations. I want to go back to it again today, but we're only going to look at the Passion Translation because I want to use that language uh, to talk about soaring in life. So Galatians, uh, John 1 and 14, the Bible says, the word Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17 says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's a juxtaposition between the law and grace and truth, the old covenant and the new covenant. And I've been teaching you about this, and I trust that you've been enjoying it. And then Galatians 5 and 18 says, but when you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring above it. So I love the language, the full freedom of the spirit of grace, and then soaring above. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You ready? I have a few things to share with you on this Friday morning as we close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. Here we go. Number one, once you're in Christ, you are free from hell. I do, you know, this is a point that I don't make all the time. Uh, but I do have to address it from time to time, just like I do teach on sin because what, you know, we're supposed to, uh, meaning being free from sin. Uh, but I also want you to know that you're free from hell. Hell is a real place. Like, I mean, like your spirit, you are a spirit and your spirit is going to live forever in one or two places. And as a believer, you don't want to go to hell. Uh, so obviously if you, you, you acknowledge Jesus as, as Lord, you're going to heaven, you're not going to hell. Uh, but you know, all you did was accept the gift that of eternal life that Jesus provided 2000 years ago. Now there's some people out here that are not going to accept it. Um, and that's why we got to keep preaching and we got to, we have to let them know that salvation and eternal life is available to all men of all creeds. Everyone everywhere can accept Jesus and not 
go to hell. But we were born with reservations to hell. But once we're born again, thankfully, we're free from the condemnation of it. So to be clear, once you're born again, you're in Christ. Christ is in you. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. A lot, a lot of things happen when you got born again. You were seated, ascended into heavenly places, seated at, at the right hand of God the Father with Christ Jesus. You were translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise that will be with you until the day of redemption. You were covered by the blood of Jesus and washed white as snow. You, you, all of these things happen, right? So now you're not going to hell. So you're in Christ. That means that you are the righteousness of God. Put that in the chat. Say, I am the righteousness of God by faith. So you got to put in the chat, I am not going to hell. I am the righteousness of God right now because of Jesus, and I'm not going to hell. Now, this doesn't mean that because all of these things happen, you was translated, ascended, and seated, and covered, and washed, and filled, and called, and all of that. That doesn't mean you know how to live like it, though. So to be clear... That's why we teach. That's why you come and watch today's word. And that's why you go to church. Because why? You are the righteousness of God, but that doesn't mean you know how to live like the righteousness of God. And so, so you are one thing in the spirit, but you don't know how to live like that thing in practice. So the point that I'm making here is that you know how I teach you about heaven on earth, how you shouldn't live your life with just an expectation of dying and going to heaven someday, but you could bring heaven to the earth every day. Well, guess what? Conversely, you don't have to live with the fear of going to hell, but if you don't get taught and instructed and grow and develop and mature as a disciple, what could happen is, yeah, you're not going to go to hell, but you will experience hell on earth. You can experience, watch this, if you don't, if you don't learn the word of God, if you don't learn, excuse me, to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, yeah, maybe you're not going to go to hell, but you can experience hell while you're on earth. You can be saved and miserably saved. You can be saved and, and frustrated. You can be saved and living beneath God's best because you're not getting the word. You're not transforming your mind. You're not learning how to think, act, and make decisions like God. And you're not learning how to learn to, to hear or discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. So listen, at the end of the day, if you never develop into the man or the woman that God called you to be, you're still going to go to heaven, but you will live a miserable life. And, and I need you to put this in the chat. Say, I'm going to heaven, but I'm going to enjoy the ride. Put there, I'm going to heaven, but I will enjoy the ride. Listen, God wants you to go to heaven. God also wants you to enjoy the ride. Say amen to that. Glory to God, which is why I'm teaching you. All right, number two, Jesus restored the Holy Spirit. This is all part of building. I'm building my case about soaring in life by the grace of God. So Jesus restored the Holy Spirit. I've already made this point many times to you, but I really need you to get it. One of the major things that Jesus did for us was restore access to the Holy Spirit. People focus today on the fact that Jesus redeemed us from sin and took the sting out of death. And that's important because remember, I told you that when Adam sinned, Satan's dynamic duo, sin and death were introduced into the world. And Jesus came to deliver us from the power of sin and to deliver us from the fear of death. The Bible says in Hebrews that there are some people that spend all their life in the bondage of the fear of death. They're afraid of flying because they're afraid of dying. <laughs> so Jesus delivered us from sin. Jesus delivered us from death. Got it. But guess what Jesus also did? Jesus restored the Holy Spirit. You can put that in the chat. Because of Jesus, I now have the Holy Spirit. So the Jesus restored the Holy Spirit. He gave us access 
to the same Holy Spirit that Adam had in the Garden of Eden. Jesus gave us access to the same Holy Spirit that he had when he walked around on the earth. And so without the Holy Spirit, you can never become the man or the woman that God called you to be. But with the Holy Spirit, right now that you have the Holy Spirit, you have the author of the book inside of you, you read the Bible and the author speaks to you. And because of the Holy Spirit, now the words of the Bible make more sense to you than they've ever made before. Because of the Holy Spirit, you're now learning to discern his voice. Because of the Holy Spirit, now you're empowered with the word and with God's spirit. And now you can unlock the purpose and the potential that God placed inside of you from the foundations of the world because you're learning to make decisions that are based on God's word and being led by God's spirit. And now you're able to do what God has called you to do. So to be clear, there are some people, some Christians that have the Bible, focus on the Bible, but don't focus on the Holy Spirit. I, if that's you, I need to talk to you for a minute. I want to be clear with you. If you just live your life based on the Bible, but you don't focus on the Holy Spirit, you're going to live a good life, but you will never maximize your purpose and potential. Let me explain. The Bible contains what God said, past tense. The Holy Spirit tells us what God is saying, present tense. So if you only live your life based on the Bible, what God said, you're still going to live a good life. You're going to make good decisions and all of that. But you, you can't know. There are things that are not in the Bible. So you can't maximize your purpose and potential without being led of the Holy Spirit. Jesus never got up in the morning and said, hey, guys, come here for a minute. We're going to we'll set in our faith in agreement with Isaiah 1 and 17. <laughs> Jesus never said, hey, guys, come here. You know what we're going to do? We believe in God for Leviticus 20 and 20 today. No, Jesus Jesus said, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. Jesus was like, I'm led by the Holy Ghost every day. I'm led by the Holy Spirit. That's it. And so, yeah, I read the Bible. I teach the Bible. I love the Bible. But the Bible is what God said. The Holy Spirit is what God is saying. So I read what God said. Matter of fact, right now I'm teaching what God said. Why? So you can hear what God is saying to you. So while I'm speaking... I'm preaching logos. Logos means the written word of God. Rhema means the spoken word. While I'm preaching logos, at the same time, the Holy Spirit is speaking, and you're hearing rhema. To be clear, you're hearing things that I didn't say. I can preach a message. 50 people come up to me and say, oh, my God, that word was for me. Oh, my God, I'm going through this, and that word... You know, that was tailor-made for me. Okay, praise God. To God be the glory. Next person comes. Oh, Brother Pena. It's like you had a camera in my house. You know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know why? They heard what they needed to hear. I preached one thing. There's a voice behind my voice. There's a word behind my word. So while I'm preaching, while I'm teaching right now, at the same time, the Holy Spirit is speaking, and you're hearing things that I didn't say. You're hearing things that you need to hear. Say amen to that. And so the Holy Spirit is the key. And Jesus restored the Holy Spirit. All right, number three. The Holy Spirit and God's grace make you free. Just to be clear. So the Holy Spirit and the grace of God enable you to soar in life. They make you free. So the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 5 and 18, we read it already. I love the fact that he says the Holy Spirit provides the full freedom. He says the full freedom of the Spirit of grace. Let those words sink in. The full freedom of the spirit of grace. He calls the Holy Spirit the spirit, spirit of grace. 
and there's full freedom in the Holy Spirit, the spirit of grace. So because of the grace of God, we're able to be free, to be everything that God has called us to be. But not, not only are we free from sin, not only are we free from the fear of death, but we are actually free from the bondage of the law associated with Moses, and we're free from the limits of our humanity. So here's the problem. You no longer have any excuses. All the excuses are out the window because God delivered you from sin. He delivered you from death. He delivered you from the law. He delivered you from yourself. I mean, so now what, do you, what excuses do you have? The Holy Spirit and the grace of God give you access to the power to do whatever it is that God has called you to be and to do. So, so you can't, you don't have any excuses anymore. If you say, well, Brother Pena, God is calling me to do something I don't have the money for. Okay, if, you, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, God will get you the funding. He'll get you the resources. God, is, God owns everything, the cattle on a thousand hills. So God has millions of ways to get you millions of dollars. So don't, that's not an excuse. Okay, well, but Brother Pena, the God, is, the whole, God is calling me to do something I don't have the education and the experience for. Okay, fine. He'll give you the favor to be in the position. He'll give you the wisdom to walk in it. You have no excuses. Oh, Brother Pin, God is calling me to do something uh, 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 that, that um, I don't know. I just don't know how to do it. Okay, fine. Stop. If you're led by the Holy Spirit, God will give you the grace and the favor to do it. But you have to embrace God's grace. This series is about God's grace in our faith. So you, God has provided the grace. You have to have the faith to believe it. So if you believe it, and you have the faith to tap into the grace of God, you're going to soar. You will soar above anything and everything. You will soar above the limits of your humanity. You will soar. Why? Because of the full freedom of the spirit of grace. Number four, as a reminder, faith only works when you're convinced that God loves you. Put this in the chat. God loves me and I know it. You got to put, man, put that in the chat and say, you got to believe God loves me and I know it. So this is just a reminder. I did a whole series on, you know, uh, God, God loves me and faith works by love. Your faith will never be strong until you're convinced that God loves you. But let me talk about it. In the old covenant, the emphasis was on you and it was on what you could do for God. So in the old covenant, under the old covenant, the scriptures read like this. If you obey. If you acknowledge, if you honor, if you, if you, if you do this, if you do that, then God will. If you do this, if you do that, then God will, right? That's what the old covenant was. The, the question of the old covenant was, do you love God? But under the new covenant, it's a new, it's a new question. Uh, uh, under the new covenant, it's like, oh, snap, God loves me, right? So under the old covenant, the spotlight was on man and man working for God. Under the new covenant, the spotlight is on God and what God has already done for us. And so now I, I think the problem is that a lot of believers don't get a revelation of the love of God towards them. It's like they don't have a re revelation of, of, of the fact that God made plans for them from the foundations of the world. They can't see into the future that God has already prepared. And on the occasions where they do get a little bit of glimpse of, oh, my God, God has called me to do something amazing. They then try to disqualify themselves because they don't feel worthy because God's plans seem too good to be true. They, they question, like, why would God be so good to me? They struggle with God's goodness. You know why? People struggle. Honestly, they struggle with God's goodness because they don't understand God's grace. They don't understand that God's love is one sided. And that God wants to bless us because God wants to bless us because God is good. And so 
my prayer for you, if you've been listening to me for a while, I'm praying that you get delivered from that, that you get delivered from the pressure to perform, that you get delivered from performance-based religion, that you get delivered from a religious mindset, and that you get delivered from this pressure on you to think that I have to do everything right for God to love me and the God to bless me. No. If you get past all that, you can open up your heart to the fullness of God's grace, and then you can soar. You can soar in life because now the pressure is no longer on you and your life is not about you. Your life is about God and whatever he wants to do, and I'm down for whatever. You got it? All right, number five, last point for today. Once you know God loves you, you're able to soar in life by his grace. You will never be able to believe God on the level of your divine assignment if your belief system is based on your performance. I've taught you this many times. I have to keep telling it to you. Let me say it this way. If this is God's grace, this is your faith. If your level of faith is based on your perceived level of goodness or your performance, then your level of faith will never measure up to God's level of grace because God loves you because God loves you because God is good. So what God has called you to do, God loves you this much, and your performance is this much. So if you base your faith on your performance, your faith is going to be down here. But the grace of God is, is up here because God loves you this much. So faith works by love. So your faith will be strong, not when you try to convince yourself that you're loving God, but when you open up your heart to the reality that God loves you. And when you know that God loves me on this level, now I can actually elevate my faith to that level, not because I'm good, because I'm not. But I'm elevating my faith to that level, not because I'm good, because I'm not. I'm elevating my faith to this level because God loves me, and he loves me on that level. And so while, watch this, your performance will never measure up to the size of your calling. So if you could just say, forget it, I'm going to be, I'm ridding myself of my performance. I'm ridding myself of self-goodness or self-righteousness. I, I, I'm going to rid myself of myself. And, I, and whatever God says about me, I'm going to believe whatever God believes about me. I'm going to, I'm going to open up my heart to the grace of God. God, I don't know how you're going to do it. My God, if that's what you want to do, I'm down for it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where the money is going to come from. Listen, when Isabella and I, when God told us to build a, a school in the Dominican Republic, I was like, I don't, I don't know where the money is going to come from. But guess what? Now we have 14 employees. We send, we pay all those salaries. The school is paid for. The church is being paid for debt free. We provide them a hot meal every day and the money just comes in. Oh my God. Listen, God, stop worrying about you. You just believe. Your job is to believe. Put this in the, in the chat. I'm a believer and not a doubter. Put, say, I walk by faith and not by fear. Listen, if you can just believe God, your performance is never going to measure up. Get over yourself. Your performance is never going to measure up. Get over yourself. You got to believe what God believes about you. You got to get past your ability to perform. And listen, God wants to do stuff that's bigger than your performance. God wants to do stuff in, with, and through your life that's bigger than you. You will never be able to measure up to it. So stop trying. Just yield to God. Submit to him. Believe God. Live by faith. Establish your faith in the fact that God loves you with this unconditional, everlasting love. That God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. And if you do that, you will soar in life. You will soar. Why? Because the, the grace of God takes the pressure off of you. I have no pressure to perform. Where's the money coming from? It's going to come. Hey, we got to pay this every month. 
the money is going to come. I, I take, you know how much I, I, I concern myself with that? You know how much I worry about that? Zero. Listen, the things that God has called us to do, God told Isabella to start a business. I tell her all the time, the business has to succeed. Number one, because God told you to start it. Number two, because we sow from it, right? There's money from that business going into the kingdom. So God, God, we're in partners, partnership with God. And so, so when you are in partnership with God with something, God has to bless it. At that point, you don't, you don't even have to ask him to bless it because he told you to do it. And if he told you to do it, it's already blessed. And so now you're just doing it by the grace of God. So you just walk by God's grace. It takes the pressure off of you. Not, don't live by performance, please. Live by God's grace. The grace life is how we're supposed to live. I'm convinced the grace life is the way. I've been doing this thing for 27 years, and I finally got to the point where I think this is it. The grace life is how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life uh, by faith. Say, Father, I thank you for all Jesus did for me. Jesus delivered me from the power of sin. Sin has no power over me. Jesus delivered me from the fear of death. I'm dead in Christ. I've done all the dying I'm going to do. Jesus delivered me from the bondage of the law. I don't live my life based on a bunch of rules. I live by your spirit. Jesus ushered me into the full freedom of the spirit of grace. So I embrace it. And now I soar above the life I thought I was going to live. I live a whole nother life on a whole nother level by your grace, by your spirit, for your glory. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you should want my notes. You get my notes. You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Put, click on that. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, go into the chat. Leave me some comments. I like to read the comments and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. I'm excited about this men's conference. You have a great weekend. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit, I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.